Welcome back to The Choir Room, Season 6, Episode 8, an episode that I believe both of us have been very excited to get to. It is a wedding. It's time for a wedding, or as I believe this episode will be titled, uh, Gay Fan Service. So we'll see how all of this goes. A lot to get into today. Aman, you ready for some weddings? Yay! Gay weddings! I'm excited. (laughs) This episode is like... It's the gleeest you could ever you could ever glee. Like it's just, it's crazy. The gleeest you could ever glee, indeed. Yeah, uh, nothing like some gay weddings. Uh, not only in uh, happening happening at all, but uh, gay weddings in a barn in Indiana. Uh, we'll get into it. We've got a very special guest with us today. You've heard her before back in season four. I want to say it was the guilty pleasures episode because we had Brody here and all that good stuff. Rosie Sigelko is with us again today. Rosie, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, time for a wedding. You excited for the weddings? Oh, I'm so excited for the weddings. Like, who does not love a gay wedding? <laughs> Honestly, I've never been to one in real life. Uh, I don't know if that goes for anybody else. Has Have you guys been to one? I haven't. Um, no, me either, actually. I don't go to many weddings at all. I think I've been to one, if I recall correctly. Um but it certainly wasn't a gay wedding, and I feel Wait, like... you only went uh, to one wedding know. ever? Yeah, I think so. And I was a kid. Dang. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I went to two last year. Wow. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely been to, like... I feel like the order you get, the more the more weddings there are. I feel like I've gone to at least three in the past couple of years. And yeah, I mean, was it family, friends? I'm trying to figure out which part of my life is lacking. Uh, it was both of them were friends, but okay. I have two coming up next year, and one of them is my twin sister. So it'll be a bunch of family mm-hmm. next time. Oh, that's so exciting! I know it's. I can't, honestly can't believe it. <laughs> oh, that'll be really fun. I yeah I'm I'm like searching hard in my brain to think of like anybody that might be getting married soon and I'm drawing a blank so uh, invite me to your wedding I probably won't want to go but I'll come uh, I'll uh, see if I can come anyway um, I'm just an introvert and I'd rather be staying here recording a Glee podcast but that's besides the point uh, let's get into this episode but of course before we do uh, Rosie let's catch up we haven't talked since season four uh, any thoughts on season five since we've been there and then uh, I kind of want to know of course what brought you to this episode if it's not you know super obvious as to as to what the appeal is here but uh what do you got um so i i guess with season five i'm probably not as high on it as a lot of people or as yeah i just i don't know it just never really resonated with me i didn't really love the new york era as much as you guys do so i'm sorry um about that i just (laughs) yeah i just I just, I feel like the, what really lost me, I loved the stuff with Rachel and Funny Girl, but what really lost me was the Clayne relationship, oh, um, and also <laughs> yep, just the... I'm with you. It just, yeah, it's just really, I don't know what they did with it, but it wasn't great. Um, the Sam and Mercedes stuff, I really liked, but just, and then the pilot, Rachel's show, I was just, oh, there was so much about it that just, it just went took a nosedive and I wasn't really 
here for it. Um, like what got me to this episode is just, I don't know. I'm a huge Britannistan. I think this is just so many. I feel like this is just a really amazing way to like end the season and celebrate them as a couple. So yeah, that's why I picked this episode. I did really, I don't know. I was just really wanting to just celebrate Santana and Brittany basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I'm down for that anytime. Um, I wanted to ask both of you, Mon, I'll start with you, I guess. Uh, I, I was making a joke at the top here about how this is just some gay fan service. Do you feel like that is actually the case? Like, or do you think that like it, is uh, appropriate or fitting that we ended up here episode eight of the final season of the show. Um, Like we're going to talk details as we go, but just kind of like want to rip the bandaid off here. Do you feel like a lot of this was rushed? Of course, you know, if you're here watching this episode or listening to this recap, you know that we just saw Britanna and clean tie the knot. Uh, So just general thoughts before we actually get into it. Amon. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of fan service. I feel like it wouldn't be so heavy handed if, both of these gay ass couples did not get married. I mean, I'm glad that it happened, <laughs> but I mean, if if it was just the Britannia wedding, fine, great. We probably could have expected this. It's the final season of the the final season of the show. Um, there's only 13 episodes, so they got to wrap up these storylines pretty quickly. But the fact that it turned into a double wedding is like that's where it's like okay, like I'm I'm glad that it happened. This episode is fantastic. I love it. I'm giving it. Zero slushies, just spoiler. But whoa, I, <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I just spoiler alert, spoiler I, alert. I could not bury the lead here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I do think that it's a bit of a, a they're obviously they are giving us what we want. They are all right, Rosie. What do you think? Um, I agree with that. I think that this. See, I think that it was. I think the clean aspect of it is fan service yeah. because the Britannia stuff I could have seen coming a mile away. I think they were the most, um, their relationship seemed the most realistic. They were so like, they were, they were mature. They really grew together. They were, you know, their relationship I just saw and I was like, they're perfect together and I want them to, I want to see them flourish. But clean that for me was like so shoehorned in and just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but yeah, I yeah. think the Britannia stuff, not so much fan service, the clean stuff, 1000%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I uh, honestly wouldn't have been surprised if by the end of this episode, we ended up with like seven different couples up there tying the knot, like uh, as we see in this episode as it goes on, uh, Rachel and Sam, and uh, I wouldn't have been surprised if like uh, Kitty and Artie, I don't know, they just had like everybody, you know, falling back, uh, oh you know, into each other's arms on the dance floor. I was like, this is going to end in a strange way. I remember uh, having that thought when I first watched it, but no, it's uh, gay only, everybody else get out, or at least just uh, sit in the sides for now. So let's get into it. We are going to open this episode off with uh, the barn doors opening. Where are we? We are in uh, rural northeast Indiana. Gay marriage is illegal in Ohio at the time of this episode. Uh, Only a few months later did gay marriage become legal in Ohio. June of 2015, I looked it up. Um, And this episode came out just, like I said, a couple months prior in February or so. So when they filmed this, you know, it was even... Uh, more uh, before that. So yeah, whatever. Uh, Only a couple months later, they could have actually stayed in Ohio and found a barn there. But alas, uh, Brittany's mom is here along with Brittany and Santana and Artie and Santana's mom, who we have not seen in a little while, but they're all here. Uh, Brittany, right? Uh, Surprised to see her. I mean, not surprised. It's it's Santana's wedding, but happy to see her. Definitely. Uh, If anything, I would have expected to see her when we saw Brittany's parents for the first time back in a what the world needs now, but they've been uh, they've been hiding Gloria Estefan from us. Yeah, 
that uh, she she was able to come back on for uh, this episode here to uh, watch her daughter get married. But uh, Brittany's mom is the one who's going to take the lead here because why are we in a barn? Because this barn is the exact one that Brittany was born in. All right. Uh, she's going to tell us that uh, Brittany's father had his heart set on this trip to the Amish country, and they spent the entire day shopping for handcrafted Amish electrical uh, fireplaces. Uh, she's like, I had this horrible indigestion from all that apple butter, and I told your father to pull the car over, and I ran into this barn for some privacy. I quickly pulled down my pants, and I squatted real low, and usually I never look. Brittany's like, oh my God. Uh, but it was just my lucky day. I looked down, and it turned out that I was in labor, and Brittany, it was you. And I was very lucky, because there was a little cow over here and he helped lick you clean and i swaddled you in a mr Sum- a submarine wrapper that i found on the ground and i carried you back to the car and boy was your father surprised um Miss- <laughs> mrs lopez is like that story is insane uh santana says listen i, I got- i'm just so happy this all makes me very happy i couldn't be happier got my two moms uh my future She's bffs like, all together at last. are fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> they, have- they certainly are um and she says to Brittany, I- this is the perfect place to get married her mom is a little hesitant she's like yeah, yeah it could be fun i mean yeah I-, I could work with this uh Artie says as your official wedding planner i will be there to make sure that it's perfect and this isn't exactly what i was picturing either mrs lopez but i do think this place has some potential uh wait is it miss or mrs lopez i, I can't i don't think Santana's mom is married. I, hmm. I don't know. Random thought, but there's like we don't see any of the men in Santana's family. Like her <laughs> grandfathers, both of her grandfathers are dead, and we've never seen her dad before. Like it's it's kind of interesting actually. Because I'm pretty sure later in the episode, Puck was dancing with her mom, and you would think oh, that her I dad think would be Puck there. Puck was dancing with Blaine's mom. Yeah, he was. That all. Oh yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> Um, I was confusing the two. I I just saw blue dresses and I wasn't paying attention enough. But yeah, anyway. um, So we're getting married in a bar, Amon. Barn, not a bar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, save the money because people be charging everything out the yazoo for these wedding venues. So if it's going to save them a buck, I'm all about it. If it's the place that Brittany is born, I'm also all about it. The story is insane. (laughs) I mean, letting a, a cow lick your daughter clean. I mean, that's... yeah. That's insane, but uh, I'm I'm glad. No, I mean, no wonder Brittany is the way that she is, right? Like she had such strange beginnings, so she's <laughs> such a strange person. Yeah, Rosie. This whole episode, we're gonna see uh, a little bit more into Brittany's parents, and it's just the picture. If it's not already been made clear as to how Brittany ended up the, uh, this way, it's it's solidified by the end of the episode. I just love the casting choice for Jennifer Coolidge. Like, there is not a better choice for who could play Brittany as Pierce's mother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is a Mr. Submarine rapper? Like, I did not understand that reference at all. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know if it's like an Ohio, <laughs> Indiana reference or some kind of something out there. Yeah, I, I didn't know. know if it was Never like heard a of it. sandwich, like a submarine sandwich. <laughs> it's like, wow. We do have a lot of listeners from that area, so I'm sure we will uh, get a tweet or two to find out exactly what that is. But yeah, so they're uh, getting everything set up. All the uh, Glee kids are there. The new New Directions, of course, are putting out the decorations and setting up, as well as Kurt and Tina. Tina's moving some hay bales, and she's complaining because uh, these are so heavy, and I didn't know that I was going to be doing manual labor. And uh, she's also complaining because uh, the new kids all are... It's so awkward because uh, she already forgot their names, and now none of them are talking to her, and she's just always got something to make it about herself. 
Uh, Kurt looks up and he sees Brittany freaking out from the second story of the barn. Uh, she's in total panic mode. She's like, I don't think this bar is, uh, I, well, I keep saying bar. This barn is structurally <laughs> sound. I'm scared it's going to collapse and just kill everybody. He's like, uh, Britt, you're just having some pre-wedding uh, jitters. It's totally fine. She's like, uh, well, we haven't even had our final fittings. Kurt, uh, I just got a telegram uh, from Martina. Do we know who this person is? Martina Narvatilova? Sound it out, Matt. Narvatilova. <laughs> that she can't be our officiant. I don't know if you guys knew who that was. Uh, that she can't be our officiant because she's never really done it before and she doesn't really know either of us. So Brittany's freaking out. The decorations aren't right. This one's white and it's got dirt on it and this and that. Uh, Tina, you put this in the wrong place, but you told me to put it there. No, you're wrong. Uh, Kurt's trying to reassure her everything is going to be fine. And Brittany asks him, well, how did you cope with all of this wedding planning? Uh, Kurt's like, well, I really didn't have to. We kind of called it off before, you know, remember? Uh, You know, Kurt, I really just find it hard to track your relationship. Kurt's like, okay, well, this isn't about me. Let's just focus on the problems at hand, okay? Brittany's like, like the problem of your boyfriend being older than your dad? Ooh, Ooh, uh, Brittany, wow. relax, wow. relax. <laughs> Bridezilla over but, here. <laughs> Kurt's going to say, listen, I know who can officiate, uh, Bert. Who are you, Bert Hummel? I don't know who that is. Brittany, my dad, Bert. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, him. Sure. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany's falling apart. Yeah, she's not coping. No, she's not coping at all. I love the fact that this entire episode takes place in one spot. I feel like that's kind of rare for Glee. We're always kind of like New York, uh, McKinley, uh, you know, sectionals, nationals. Like we're always like always like all over the place. But this is just like in mm-hmm. one barnyard in the middle of Indiana. For the most part, yeah. Where Brittany was born in. I just love it. Um, of course, Brittany is the one that would freak out. I feel like we were supposed to expect this from Santana, but Santana is actually the one that is more calm, re- you know, refined and relaxed. And Brittany is out here just, it has to be perfect. Oh my God. Like, who's going to marry me now? Like, who's Bert? Who is that? Like, I I, I love that. <laughs> who's Bert, right? Uh, Rosie, like, uh, the, the new kids, I don't know why it catches my attention, but every time that they're like working in this episode, it makes me laugh so hard that like these new new directions like i mean kitty volunteered them to do this but they're literally just like slaving away doing all of this uh (laughs) getting everything ready and nothing is going right i also love that tina was the one who was just having to do all the manual labor with them as if she's on the same (laughs) level as the new kids like how does that happen she just can't catch a break yeah, especially since like Brittany and Tina just had that interaction a couple episodes ago where uh, Tina was continuing to make everything about herself. And Brittany's like, yeah, I don't even hear you anymore. I just drown you out. <laughs> and she's still out here working for <laughs> for the sweating to go well. But Brittany has no idea who she is at this point. Honestly. So, <laughs> yeah, so things are uh, things are still getting set up here. We're going to head and you guys are going to have to live with this every time that we go to the back area of this wedding i called it a backstage because i couldn't stop calling it backstage as if like (laughs) this was you know some kind of like stage that they were on i don't know i I called it backstage uh santana is backstage with rachel tina and mercedes getting ready uh they're all uh, britney as well is back there and they're going to show them all of the different wedding dresses that they've picked out santana's like listen up bitches here's the game plan we don't want to see each other in our dresses until the wedding so we're going to come out one at a time and show you our selections britney's like and no peeking santana i don't want nine thousand years of bad luck all right let the fashion show begin and the two of them are going to come out uh and, and start modeling off all these dresses rosie it's uh we've got it's beautiful playing in the background and we've got a lot of good options here 
I loved this montage. Like, I love a little, like, makeover montage in movies, shows, everything. So to see, like, the montage of all the dresses, oh, I loved it. And my favorite was actually, and I really wish she'd gone with it, the Santana's pantsuit that she had. She just looked so she good. She did oh. look good in that. Oh, my God. Oh, and, she, she... and then there was the one with the lights. Like, what the hell <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, it was very, like, yeah, that was my Claire favorite. Danes at the Met Gala in, like, 20-whatever oh. year that was. But um yeah, I yeah, I so feel good. like the order I get, the stronger my eye for fashion becomes because I found myself like agreeing with a lot of the dresses that they were saying no to. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> that dress. That's disgusting. <laughs> Obviously it was written that way, <laughs> but yeah, like they, they uh, it's times like these where I wish that men could wear more extravagant outfits because women get to wear such beautiful garments and we're out here wearing the same fucking thing. Why are we always matching at every formal event? It's not fair. You look so beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's hey, a really 2020. Good point. Like, yeah, wear what but, you want. Yeah, I was gonna say people generally can wear whatever they want now to like these kind of things. Take a page out of like Billy Porter's uh, uh, catalog and you're just right. throw you're, whatever you want on. You're both right. All right. Well, at my wedding, I'm definitely gonna be wearing some crazy. Just you know, forewarning. All right. <laughs> I also don't want to bury the lead here that uh, I'm very sad that a certain person didn't make it to this wedding to be involved in all of this with yeah, Rachel Tina was and Mercedes. That about? I was so angry about that. I had forgotten that she wasn't in it. And then yeah. like when oh. I rewatched it, oh, I was so angry. I even got... Yeah. <sighs> nah. Yeah, we're going to see later on. Puck shows up, but Quinn is not here. Um, I saw at uh, a little trivia fact about episode three that that was supposed to be Quinn's last episode of the series because she was working on another project and wasn't able to oh. film past that point. She was able to end up. She she was uh, able to pop back in for the series finale, which is of course a couple episodes from now because we're going to have a lot of people that stop back in there very briefly, but still show up at uh, in the first place. But I guess for this entire episode, just, you know, wasn't able to make it happen. So Quinn, you know, misses the quarterback episode. She misses the wedding. It's just crushing. And, uh, you know, like it's fine. Uh, like if 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 Diana Agron is, you know, too busy and too cool for school, fine. But I just I hate that, like her absence isn't even talked about. Like, you know, at least acknowledge the fact that she's not there. That's the thing that like really pisses me off. Cause it's yeah. like, oh, we're just oh, so Quinn doesn't exist. Like, it's just it's weird to me. Well, that's the thing. Like, it just seems like she just – like, I thought for some – like, at least at some point, Puck would be like, oh, we're really sorry Quinn couldn't make it because of blah, blah, blah. Right. It's just nothing, and it seems like they could have – I don't know. Like, we didn't even find out if Puck and Quinn are still together or – I don't know. They just they, – they can explain it. And I, I've heard so many stories over the years about, like, the feud with Ryan Murphy. And I, every time she's not in something important like this, I'm always like, well, was it the feud or was it her own decision? And yeah. that not knowing is just really, I don't know. It really sucks as yeah. a fan. It's like you never get closure. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I feel like most of season four and five was the feuding with Ryan Murphy. And I'm sure, you know, that didn't just disappear for season six, but I do feel like, from what I've seen and heard and read that maybe the invitation was more so there for season six. It was like, everybody is welcome back. Like literally almost everybody. Uh, and Quinn was of course in those first two episodes, which is already like quicker that we got her into the season than we had in the past two. But yeah, it does sound like she was busy with other projects at the time. So wasn't able to make this work, but yeah, the unholy Trinity and two of them are getting married. I mean, I get it. Maybe a little awkward, Brittany and I mean, Santana and Quinn, you know, whatever, but uh, she would have still been there. It would have been fine. And, uh, you know, nobody would have been thinking about that, but she's not here and whatever. We're going to have to live with that. 
But yeah, as uh, we were talking about, every all the girls have some yes and no cards to show up. But eventually, Brittany is going to come out in a uh, stunning dress that uh, Rachel calls. Uh, she says, oh, that looks comfy. You can dance in it. They all think it's great. Santana comes out as well, and she's going to say Brittany looks so beautiful. But the point of this was that they weren't supposed to see each other. So Brittany is going to start freaking out. Santana, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, Santana says, I was going crazy back there. But you know what? Everybody's right. You look incredible. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to see the dress before the wedding. Oh, my God. This is such bad luck. Santana, it's bad luck. Santana's like, it's okay, Brittany. Calm down. It's going to be okay. Uh, Tina tries to help. She's like, here, throw some, throw some salt over your shoulder. Go back inside. Everybody go change. Go change. But it's too late. I'm on. She's already melting down. Dang, Santana don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I would be that superstitious. I mean, like, I mean, if if it's a if it's a gay wedding, do you have to hold yourself to the heteronormative like uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Superstitions? Because like, if, if I'm marrying a guy, is it bad luck if I see the guy before I get married to him? You know, I don't know. I was just like, hmm. really? Yeah, I've never thought about that. And- yeah, like, I don't know. Well, maybe later in the episode, Santana can offer up an explanation as to why this is even a thing in the first place, and we can determine from there. Uh, true. I forgot about that. <laughs> See, I think that of all, like, the silly wedding superstitions, like, I'm not ge- like I'm not planning on getting married anytime soon or anything like that, but of all the superstitions to do with weddings, that is the one where I kind of appreciate it but for the only reason is because like you want that dress to be a surprise you want to yeah. that's the only reason so yeah. it's not even like a superficial it's not even like a superstitious thing it's more of a superficial thing yeah so, like, i don't you know want, that... you want that special moment where they walk down the aisle and you're like <gasps> yeah i know what you mean yeah exactly <laughs> but everything else is like i don't need that <laughs> yeah so britney's having a meltdown here she wants everything to go off perfectly and uh the bad luck is gonna start now that santana did what she just did they head back to uh the choir room the next day i guess you know we're bouncing back and forth between states a little <laughs> is bit there before no, the wedding. is there nowhere else they can like plan the wedding why are they at the school like why do they need to be there <laughs> Well, the wedding is, I guess, not tomorrow. Uh, that's the central meeting place here. Rachel's going to be there all day. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. So they're back in the choir room. They're uh, standing around the piano, Rachel and Mercedes and Santana, as they have like a bunch of uh, like a little model of all the seating tables and everybody's chairs and whatnot. Brittany's going to come in, though, and she is carrying a chicken. She asks oh them if it's okay if she slaughters this chicken because she wants to counteract the bad luck that Santana uh, caused from seeing her in the wedding dress. Rachel freaks out. Oh, my God, you are not slaughtering that chicken in here. Santana also is not down for this. She's going to walk Brittany over to the door. Brittany is going to set the chicken free right outside the choir room door and tell it, this is your lucky day, sir. And they close the door and let the chicken just run free around the halls. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sue's dogs are going to. I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. So my uh, my friend, he grew up here in Philly, and I was asking him if if his uh if his class did anything for their senior prank, and he said he, uh, we didn't. But like a couple of years before he got to the school, uh, that senior class it was like class of like 2009 or whatever. They went to a farm got a bunch of chickens and then released them into the school like way before anyone was there and so like all day there were just chickens just roaming the school and like flying away and shitting everywhere and and running and it was just it was crazy they had to like cancel classes and everything because of some fucking chickens it was crazy 
You sure he didn't just watch this episode and, you know, dream about it after? Or <laughs> No, it's on the – like, if you search know. Philly high school chickens, I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere. <laughs> oh, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> uh, they head back in the room, and Santana's like, listen, Britt, if you want to distract your mind, use your math brain to help us figure out the seating chart. Brittany's like, oh, good idea. I think we should still sit pe- uh, seat people based on the Dewey Decimal System. So, like, Kurt should sit with Rachel because they're both a little annoying. You know, no offense. Uh, Mercedes is like, well, why aren't Rachel and uh, Rachel and Sam sitting next to each other? Rachel says that Kurt and, uh, oh, sorry, Bert and Carol are going to be at the wedding and she doesn't want to upset them. Mercedes is like, everybody's fine with you being with Sam. Nobody, nobody's going to have a problem with this. But Rachel says that she hasn't talked to Carol in a while. She's like, you know, I, I did it first, uh, you know, of course, after Finn had passed, but uh, then she got really busy with the Glee Club and she just doesn't want to upset Carol. Uh, Mercedes is like, look, both of uh, Bert and Carol have lost people that they were in love with and they found one another after that started over again. They're going to expect you to do the same thing. Rachel hears her and, you know, understands and essentially agrees. So she takes Sam's mini chair and plops it right down next to her on this little board. Santana looks down and realizes that somebody has a chair that she doesn't want. Uh, no me gusta. Why is Sue on the list? She's not invited to my wedding. Brittany, of course, uh, stands up for Sue a little bit more often than uh, an abuela. She's, Brittany's really standing up for uh, everybody out here. Uh, Sue's been such a big part of our lives, right? I mean, we only met because she put us in the Cheerios. And Mercedes says, yeah, if you uh, invite her to your wedding, there's an 80% chance that she's going to ruin it. Rachel says, but if you don't, there's a 99% chance that she's going to ruin it. Santana's like, well, all I'm saying is no, hell no. If she's there, then I'm not, Rosie. So <laughs> we're not bringing Sue to the wedding if uh, Santana has anything to say about it. I feel kind of bad for Sue here. Like, I don't know why. I I totally understand that she's going to, like, cause havoc. But, like, I don't know. I just felt kind of bad because Brittany was right. Like, she she was the one who was, like, the cheerleading coach when they were, like, on the Cheerios. I don't know. I can see both sides. But I just felt a little bit bad for her. Yeah, me too. And I can't quite put my finger on specifically why because Santana and her have never had a good relationship. Like, Sue is the reason that Santana got outed. You know what I mean? Like, so it, the relationship exactly. has always been so, like, rocky. So it makes total mm-hmm. sense that she would not want her at her wedding. But at the same time, I'm like, but it's Sue. Like, yeah, she was there for everything, you know? This isn't Abuela. This isn't, you know, like a family member that she, you know, she wanted Abuela to be there back, you know, a couple episodes ago when Brittany was like, oh, let's try to get her to come. This is Sue. This is, you know, the one of the last times they interacted was like, Santana pushing her, like physically shoving her into the like corner of her office, and uh, be, no, this is assault. Uh, like you know, like their relationship has not gotten much better over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's been what three years since they've been out of high school, or two full years. This is going on the third year. So yeah, uh, I think it's three. Not, yeah, because she was like she told Rachel, like I thought it was pretty you three years ago. Right. So. Not surprising that this is still like this. Let's just put this all together here. Santana later on is going to head over to Sue's office because Sue wanted to see her. She's like, but make it quick. I'm busy. Sue says, well, I understand you don't want me at your wedding. And of course, that's your prerogative. But for the record, I would like to say that I'm very hurt by that. I fully realize that over the years, you and I have had a few minor differences, but weddings are a time to put all of those differences aside. Uh, Santana says that is a steaming load of crap. I want to be surrounded by the people who love me and the people that I love. The only person you know how to love is yourself. Uh, You don't know the first thing about me. Yeah, actually, I do. I know how selfish and self-centered you are, like that time that you wore an exact copy of Emma Pillsbury's dress to her own wedding, and how you perverted the idea of of marriage by marrying yourself. 
True. You are incapable of a selfless act. Facts. And if you do what you always do and just show up, you will be forcibly removed by the security guards that I have hired. So have fun polishing your trophies, Sue. Bye. Yes, drag her. I know that I want her at the wedding, <laughs> but still, drag her ass. Like, <laughs> Sue deserves it sometimes. She definitely did fuck up. Like, she fucked up the wedding. Like, she's like one of the, I mean, I, I feel like Emma was probably always going to leave the wedding because she was just, you know, she just wasn't sure if it was the right time. But she definitely, like, exacerbated the process by wearing an exact replica of Emma's dress and just being, in general, just a horrible person. So, mm-hmm. and she kept the dress on, like, even at the reception. She st- she threw the bouquet at the reception. Oh, like, she's about that. horrible. I mean, yeah, none of the things Santana said were wrong. Like, they were all very correct, but it was just like, oh, God. And then you hear them all at once, and you're like, well, she's pretty, she's, she has done some terrible things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you still kind of want Sue there. I don't know. I just... And she, I mean, look at Sue at the end of the scene. She just looks genuinely hurt about this. Like, she, yeah. you know, really wants to be there. I feel like we see more of uh, Sue's humanity being the audience than maybe Santana ever did. You know what I mean? Because, like, we're always there That's for those point. change of heart moments where Sue, you know, she kind of, like, you know, lets her foot off the gas a bit and actually, de- you know, decides to be a to be a damn human. And I don't necessarily know if all of the other characters see the moments that we see as an audience. So, of course, we're like, no, because yeah. she's a good person at heart. And Santana's like, no, fuck that bitch. Like, she's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really yeah. good point, actually. Like, and with like even the looks, like after that, we saw Sue looking like so. She looked really sad, and like, yeah, Santana didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, right. I think you're absolutely right about that. But like, even if Santana does believe it, even if she like you know thinks that Sue genuinely wants to be there, like we said, like all of this stuff that she's done in the past, why would you ever risk <laughs> letting Sue be at your wedding to like potentially do all of that again, like? She has these, you know, very quick mood swings. Where Was Sue even invited day, to Emma and Will's wedding? Like, I've never, I never <laughs> saw her get an invitation. I feel like she just showed the fuck up. So I don't know what. She, like, I don't remember. <laughs> I feel like Santa, like not inviting Sue. I feel like is probably worse. Like you want to invite Sue and then tell her not to come or like give her the wrong address. That's what you want to do. Don't that's, not invite that's her. That's a good move because like she'll she'll show up anyway, and then it's gonna be it's curtains for your wedding, honey. <laughs> Yeah, those those lines about how, uh, you know, the 80% chance she ruins it if you invite her, 99% chance she ruins it if you don't invite her. Uh, very accurate there. So, very yeah. True. So we'll see how that all plays out. Sue is uh, not invited. We're going to go over to the Lima Bean and we check in with Walter and Kurt, who are uh, getting some coffee. And he's talk- Walter's talking about them getting fitted for suits at this place he knows. I guess he's assuming that he's going with Kurt to the wedding, even though you know they've been together for a couple of weeks. But whatever. Uh, but Kurt's going to actually break the news to Walter here that he's going with Blaine. Uh, he's like, I never expected this to happen. But Walter's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Young love. I get it. Gets bruised. And then he get right back up again. Kurt's like, so you're not mad? Walter says he's not. He's not mad. He's just jealous. You know, you guys are right at the beginning of it all. I look at you and I think about the lifetime of love that I could have had if I wasn't pretending to be somebody that I'm not. You're lucky, Kurt. Go be lucky. Whatever happens, if you get hurt again, just remember, the only thing worth doing is going towards love. Don't waste time double-guessing and don't waste time behaving yourself. You got to run. You got to jump because it won't stick around forever. So you got to grab it while it's right in front of you. Whatever you do, 
don't let it go. So that's our goodbye to Walter with some wise words from him. Um, and during all of this, we see Kurt running down the street in a very dramatic fashion over seemingly towards Blaine's house. And Kurt is not in any kind of athletic gear for this run, mind you. <laughs> He's still in his Kurt outfit of uh, green skinny jeans, you know, his vest and uh, blue button up underneath it that you can picture even if you didn't rewatch the episode with us exactly how Kurt is dressed. But he runs his way over to Blaine's house. He gets in the door. He is panting already. Um, not for the reasons that whatever. Um, he He's just out of breath. I love you, Blaine. I still love you. And I know that everything was completely messed up, but everything's fine now. So will you, will you go to the wedding with me? I mean, unless there's somebody else, that's fine. Uh, Blaine's like, there's nobody else. And they go in for a long, passionate makeout here. And uh, Clayne has reunited Amon to, uh, to go to the wedding together. And as soon as the cameras turn off here, we know what's about to happen. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like they started the scene that way because I was like, wait, so how did, so, because the last we saw of them was Blaine, you know, running up to profess his undying love for Kurt and Kurt was going on a double date with Sam, Rachel and, uh, and Walter. So I was kind of confused as to how this all came to be. But I mean, sure, anything to make them okay before what's about to happen. <laughs> Could you imagine how awkward it would be, though, if, like, because he was living with Karofsky. Like, imagine if Karofsky's still there, like, just chilling on the couch or something, <laughs> and Kurt, like, runs in, like, oh, I'm still living here. Like, we're fine. We've talked it out. I don't know. Yeah. I was confused about that because we saw in the last episode or whatever episode, I think it was the last one, that uh, Karofsky was, like, letting Blaine run free to go be with Kurt. And, like, they had, I guess, broken up officially. But they're still at that apartment, I I feel like. So I don't know if they both are still living there. But, yeah, I feel like it's very possible that Karofsky could have still been there. I don't know. It was a confusing I mean, he was in the middle of packing up. But, yeah, Karofsky definitely could have still been there. Like, I don't know where he was. I don't know what, what Karofsky does as, you know, as a profession and why he wasn't there. But, yeah, that could have been very <laughs> awkward. He's a professional bear, honestly. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is job. Hanging out at Scandals. Full-time job. <laughs> so uh, Bl- Blaine and Kurt are uh, going to the wedding together. Blaine's going to uh, end up back at the school along with Puck and Artie. Tina has gathered her best boys to get their opinion on something, which uh, is Puck Tina's best boy. Uh, I feel like Sam should be there, but apparently Puck is one of Tina's best boys. She'll take what she can get at this point. (laughs) Exactly. She's got a bomb to drop on them. Amon, what is she about to ask them or tell them about what she wants to do? She's about to confess that she is about to propose to one Michael, what's his name? Blaine Anderson. <laughs> Michael Robert Chang. Michael, I think Robert is his middle name. I yes. Um, yeah, it's Robert. He, uh, she is, you know, trying to, you know, test the waters and see if this is something that she should do. Because, you know, even in a very, very sweet way, Tina is once again making this whole wedding about herself. <laughs> because she just can't help it. <laughs> yeah. I think back to like the quarterback episode where a lot of people have an issue with that episode when it comes to Tina, because remember she also like made it about herself about like, I really have to wear all black. Like for how many days, like this is getting so annoying. And Emma was like handing her a pamphlet. So you really make everything about you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this has been, you know, 
running for a while now, but whatever. So yeah, she is, uh, she's looking to ask Mike to marry her and, uh, Artie and, uh, Puck are all like, what are you talking about? This is crazy. She's like, is it so crazy for a girl to ask their, uh, ask a boy for their hand in marriage these days? Uh, Artie's like when you're not even dating the boy. Uh, yes, yes it is. Uh, Blaine thinks it's romantic and he's like, absolutely. You should go get Mike. He is yours. Um, don't forget the vapor rub. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Tina's like, I can't let him get away. It was the biggest mistake of my life. Uh, you know, when, when that happened last time, I can't afford to risk losing him to some other girl. Blaine's like, yeah, grab the moment, run with it. Uh, Artie says he's all for it, but like, how often do you guys even talk? Which is a fair question. We haven't seen a- any, uh, Tina and Mike content for the past uh, two seasons, really like anything significant. Uh, Tina says they didn't te- text much when she was here, but once she got to college, they started to text a lot. I mean, he's texting me right now. I can honestly say that Mike is my best friend again, and he knows me better than anybody else. Puck says he would love to see them together. He's awesome. You're aw- awesome. You'd be guaranteed to have Asian kids, so they'd automatically be super smart. Blaine says he's team Chang Chang all the way. Uh, Tina is like, all right, well, what about you, Artie? I can't do this unless you all agree. Artie has his concerns, but he says, if this is what you really want, then of course I support you. And Tina says, thank you all so much. Yay. Woo. Yay. She's going to go ask Mike to marry her. Yay. That's okay. (laughs) What is is all of these kids obsession with getting married? Like, I don't understand why it's all like, they can't just ask. It's the only angle. Yeah. I don't understand it. Like, why can't she be like, Hey Mike, like, let's give it another go. Why does it have to go from, Oh, we're texting a little bit more to let's get married. Like, Oh, I just don't mm-hmm. understand. Especially these kids who, like, as Emma has pointed out seasons prior, have dated so incestuously. It's like, right. like what do you tell your what do you tell your kids when directions are like around? Because those are your those are the, the kids that you grew up with. It's like, oh yeah, I dated that guy and that guy and that and that girl. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> you know, your, your, your uncle, your uncle Mike Chang. Oh yeah, I dated him before. Like, it's so weird. Especially Puck. Could you imagine, like, Puck being, I don't know, he's had a go with pretty much everyone in that Glee Club, so that would be busy. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Puck, uh, look at Sam. Sam, is, a, oh, <laughs> Sam yeah. is the one who's gotten to every single one of them. Yeah, he's got the most game, I guess. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Puck's, Puck's, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, locked in. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> right. These days. Um, yeah. Let's ho- let's head over to the wedding. It's time to get the wedding started. Let's do it. We are going to see all of the new kids carrying Artie in, uh, w- w- carrying his wheelchair across the lawn because you know we're literally at a barn, and uh, <laughs> I don't imagine the wheels are going to do well around the uh, grass and mud or whatever it was. So they carry him in. Blaine's mom is here. We're meeting Blaine's mom for the first time, who is going to introduce herself to Carol. Uh, Brittany's mom is here as well. You know, everybody's every all the moms are here. So we're gathering that uh, they're having their own little powwow. Tina, Sam, Mercedes, and Kitty are outside taking pictures. Uh, again, I just love how Kitty is like separated herself from the new kids, and she's just like, yeah, these are my friends. Like, you know, it's just th- this person exists. Okay, like this person out there that like is like, no, I'm too cool for this squad, even though they were like my squad. I'm gonna hang out with like the older kids. So, uh, Kitty, I've seen that before. But what else? Uh, Clayne is out here taking uh, pictures with the white their their nice white suits, and they have the giant fork. And don't ask me to tell you what the name of that picture is. It's obviously a, a famous. Does anyone want to jump in with that? Do we know? <laughs> is that called anything? I have no idea what it's called, but I know the exact. I can picture it in my mind. Right. I just no idea. Yeah, with the with the with the fork in the middle of a farm. I don't know what it's called, but it's uh, 
it's <laughs> that's what's happening. Uh, but who's taking the picture? A special guest is back here, Miss Sugarmata. Oh my God, Sugar! Oh, honey, honey, Sugar, you are my candy cow. All right, yeah. Yay, Sugar! <laughs> I had totally forgotten that she was back. It's just so oh, crazy no. that Sugar is back, but Quinn is not. What the fuck? <laughs> there is no. something wrong with that. I don't know. I was, I think, like, the first time I watched it, I didn't expect to see her. And I was just, I think I screamed. And then, I, because I hadn't watched it for so many years, the same reaction. Like, I was like, oh, my God, she's back. I, how do I forget about these things? Oh, I, I certainly cannot forget that Sugar was uh, back at this wedding because I just remember like uh, later on when they have the trouble tones number and then uh, she's on the dance floor. Like that sticks out as yeah. a part of the wedding for me. I saw so. her for the first time and I was like, Oh, gold star. <laughs> <laughs> so just so excited. Yeah. Sugar is back. Uh, there's a picture that went around the internet, probably like more so in the past couple of months that it was like of, uh, of Vanessa Lenji's, uh, I'm going to try to do all, all real names. Uh, Becca Tobin. This isn't hard. Uh, Kevin McHale, uh, Heather Morris and Naya Rivera that they all had like snuck off. I think it was like to a Chili's or something like that. And it was just pictures that like the paparazzi had taken of them. Uh, and I'm, I, w- I remember looking at them and I was like, I wonder when this was like, when were all of these people on set together for a day? Because, you know, Kitty was in season four. Sugar was in season four. But Brittany and Santana weren't really on the show. Uh, no, Brittany was. Santana wasn't really on the show much at that time. So it wouldn't make sense for that to be the crew. Uh, and if Santana was there, you know, she was filming scenes with, you know, Rachel and Kurt. So I was I never really understood where that picture came from. And then watching this episode, it clicked. I was like, it had to be this, right? Like it had to be uh, the the wedding that they snuck off uh, <laughs> to just go get lunch at Chili's. This is such a not important story, but I'm telling it anyway. So... <laughs> The origins of that picture. Uh, Mike and Puck are here talking about the Air Force for Puck, you know, how it's a super, super breeze. And Tina also shows up uh, in her uh, very pretty looking pink dress. Puck calls her out and he's like, oh, Tina, wow, you look super hot, doesn't she, Mike? Uh, Mike's like, she always looks hot. Puck's like, all right, I'll leave you two alone. Tina's going to go to, like, fix his tie. It's a little crooked, but, you know, we're bringing these two together at the wedding. Uh, Kurt is going to find Bert and Carol. Bert is, of course, here. He is going to be officiating the wedding now that Brittany remembers who he is. <laughs> and they're reminiscing about Bert and Carol's wedding and about how they almost got married themselves, you know, soon after. But, you know, it wasn't meant to be. We were too young and too foolish. Bert's like, hey. Come on, maybe you guys weren't meant to be, but, you know, young, foolish, come on. Are are any of us really ever ready for anything? Uh, No, I mean, I wasn't ready to lose your mom. And Carol is like, yeah, because of that, we haven't wasted one day since we met. Yeah, it's been a crazy adventure, the whole whole ride. Uh, Carol's like, you guys are going to make mistakes, and that's okay. I've made so many, but you just have to take every second of every day and squeeze it as tight as you can. Just wring every little bit of it out. Finn taught me that, you know. Wise words from Carol Hudson are always... uh, going to happen anytime that they pop by. Bert's like, yeah, Finn taught me that. Cancer taught me that. Seeing you in that hospital bed, Kurt, that taught me that. Uh, officiating a wedding really puts you in a mood, huh? You just start thinking and philosophizing uh, and, and speechifying and man, but I don't know. Bert might have had a drink or two. <laughs> I buy it. Taking them back a few just to, to calm the nerves. <laughs> I love Bert and Carol. I just, I just, you know, seeing them in this episode sort of just really just like brings the gravity of what's about to happen like really down it's like oh the parents they're here they're he's about to marry these two it's great i love it it's uh i, love I it. agree i just love <laughs> them so much everything every time they're on screen i'm just like so happy like my heart is just happy i, I don't know i, like, I want to be like them like i want to be like an older couple and be exactly like them 
Same. That's goals. Forget every mm-hmm. other couple. They are goals. Mm-hmm. I want to look back in like our gold star, not our gold star, our slushy rating history and see how many episodes that have Bert and Carol in them get like good ratings, because I feel like there might be a correlation there. Uh, if Bert and Carol stop by for an episode, you know that something important is happening. And usually those episodes are done right. I don't know if that's uh, ringing true to you, Amon, but it, it just feels like uh, the case for me. Like those episodes are handled with extra care if, if they bring these two actors on set. Yeah, so. I feel like it's because they're like always there for like something serious. You know what I mean? Whether it be a wedding yeah. or a funeral or whatever it is, like they're always there for. I mean, they're not going to like you can't have Romy Rosamond, who's, you know, who plays Carol clearly a fantastic actress like you you can't have her you can't have her on set and then not give her good material you know what i mean so mm-hmm. just, yeah. I just i love seeing them all the time they're you know they're not just finn and kurt's uh mom and dad they're like the entire glee club's parents at this point like even more so than than will schuster ever could be which is <laughs> funny because i had a thought during this i was like why is will not like more involved, maybe even officiating or something. Why is it Bert? But you know, Bert. Oh is... God, I'm glad it's not Will. Can you imagine? The speech would be long <laughs> as fuck. Oh my God, like. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't though. If he was I'm there, he would somehow really... talk about like how they're all his best friends and you know yeah, how he's I, I totally expected that. Growing, I don't know. Maybe he'd, he'd sing like an yeah. he'd sing like an acoustic version of "Don't Stop Believing," and then it's oh just, my it's God. Not... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't need that. It's a good thing that didn't happen. I I think we can all agree. Uh, We're going to go backstage again. Brittany's getting ready and she's still freaking out with uh, Mercedes and Tina and Rachel and Quinn and whatever. Uh, She's like, okay, Mercedes, I need you to find a spider. It's good luck to put a spider on your dress. Tina, I need you to find some wine glasses to smash like the Jews do because they have the best of luck. Rachel, I need you to find me a lizard to cross my path. Trust me. It's like witch's lore or something. Uh, Go. Come on. I need all the good luck that I can get. I don't want to end up like Jack and Rose. Good luck. Good luck. Breathing in the good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Santana, though, is going to yet again come find Brittany to lead to yet another Brittany meltdown. Because Santana says, when I pictured my wedding day, I thought that I would be the most beautiful bride ever. But I was wrong because you are. You look amazing. Brittany is freaking out. Santana, what are you doing here? This is like the ultimate bad luck. Come on. A, a, a bride cannot see her bride before the wedding. Why are you trying to sabotage this wedding? Santana's like, you know what? This was all adorable, but now I'm putting my foot down. Do you even know why a groom couldn't see the bride before the wedding? Uh, cannibalism? No. Dates back to, yes. to arranged marriages. <laughs> yes. Uh, people thought that if the couple had time to see each other before the wedding, they would change their minds and bail on getting married. That's not us, okay? Because you love me and I love you. And no super, uh, silly superstitions are going to change that. I'm really sorry that I can't go an hour without seeing you because I'll just miss you, miss you too much. Me and you, rules don't apply to us. They never have. We make our own luck. So, you know, I say that it's good luck to kiss the bride before the wedding because then we can have that kiss that we can't have in front of our friends and family because they'd be too jealous. And they're going to share that beautiful, passionate kiss. Brittany is going to ask, so this means that I don't have to wear the blue underwear I borrowed from Tina? Uh, ew, Britt, no, you, you shouldn't do that. Um, we're going to have a guest arrive here first, but uh, Aman, did you get your answer? Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, that that's that's an interesting uh, bit of lore that I didn't know before. Um, but I still feel like she shouldn't have seen Brittany before the wedding. <laughs> like, but let Brittany have her moment, don't you? And don't you also like want like? I mean, obviously she wasn't in her dress, but like, don't you like want your bride to to see you for the first time walking down the aisle so that they can know for a fact, like, oh, 
this gorgeous person is the person that I decided to marry. Like, ugh, I love it. I love it. I just She's love all mine. I don't know. Maybe I haven't been to enough weddings to really, like, you know, put my thoughts together about that. Do you that, want, like, but... a big extravagant wedding if you get married? Both of- I don't think so. I don't know. Where, what do you think, Rosie? Um, I don't. I don't think I'd want a big extravagant thing. Like I don't like all that attention. I think the best weddings I've, I like last year. I went to two weddings, and one of them was at this. One one was huge and extravagant, and the other one was really low key. But it was just really nice. And like of the two, I think I would prefer the smaller one just because it was, I don't know, more intimate, and I think it was more fun because I don't know. And it, I don't know. So I think definitely the smaller. I don't need anything massive. Yeah. I think I want a small wedding, like the actual ceremony. I think just, you know, closest friends and family and then throw a big ass party for the reception. Like, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Also, don't know that I want to get married, but yeah, that's I don't even. Story. I know, every time I watch wedding episodes of anything, I'm always like, oof, I've never really dreamed about <laughs> yeah, like that big wedding. Yeah, so maybe it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like all the planning and shit. Like, ugh. A commitment for life. I don't know it's if I'm... A sh- it's a lot. Yeah, a lot to consider there. But that's another podcast. Hey, <laughs> uh, so uh, we have a guest here that is going to arrive that uh, we, of course, uh, maybe we will be happy about, but Santana, not so much. Sue Sylvester shows up and uh, walks right in, which, uh, you know, in real time cuts to a commercial break, so love to kind of notice where they left us hanging briefly but uh sue is here and santana is going to ask her what the hell are you doing here you know what Britt? you actually might be right we might have the worst luck of all time because i can't marry you if i'm in jail for killing this bitch uh sue says look kid i come bearing gifts santana says there's nothing you could give me that i would want i told you i don't want you here today get out well when you see the gift i'm bearing maybe you'll change your tune and in walks abuela abuela is here and Santana is going to ask her, what are you doing here? What's going on? Sue says that she stopped by Abuela's house the other day and laid down a little reverse Sue-cology, uh, which we're going to cut over to see how this all went down. We see Sue knocking on Abuela's door. Uh, Miss Abuela, you don't know me, but I coached Santana on the Cheerios and worked very hard to make sure that her high school years were a living hell. For some reason, I'm not invited to her wedding. Uh, and I understand that you're not going because of your religious beliefs. So I thought, who better to enlist to ruin her big day than you? So what do you say about that whole stoning them to death thing that the Bible says? Uh, Abuela's like, that is horrible. Well, what do you think about having them jailed? Like our good friends the Russians do? No! Okay, so maybe more of like a Westboro approach, like getting together a good old-fashioned hate group and picketing. Abuela was not down for any of those ideas. Sue got her message across. Abuela tells Santana that she was wrong. She says, I'm not saying I agree with every decision that you make. I still don't believe it's right for two women to get married, but I do believe that family is the most important thing in the world. And I love you, Santana. And I don't want to be the person in your life that causes you pain. I don't want to miss the day I've been dreaming of my whole life or or the birth of your kids or any other important days. Santana says back to her, I don't agree with everything that you believe either. I just want my abuela back because I've missed you. Uh, She says, I've missed you too. And they're all so happy. They go in for a hug. Brittany is like, you know, heart melting over there. I always knew Sue was my good luck charm. And they go in for a hug, which Sue is also going to like try to go in for. She's like, oops, I'm pushing it, aren't I? Uh, But Santana mouths over to Sue. uh, Thank you. And Sue gives her a little, you know, with a thumbs up. And yeah, Rosie, uh, abuela is here. Sue, you know, took... All of that energy of sadness and frustration and uh, found something to do with it. This scene gets me emotional every time I watch it. 
Like, it's just, it's such a, I think, like, I don't even know if I expected it or not when I first saw it, but just for Sue to do that, just, oh, it just melted my heart. And just here, it's just the hug at the end and the, you can stay, thank you. Like, it gets me every single time. I don't know. It was really lovely. Yeah. Yeah, this was the only thing that would have made Sue coming to the wedding acceptable. <laughs> like, this was the only thing that would have that would have uh, helped with this. And I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I feel like I feel like I probably would have been because I'm a bit petty. So I feel like I probably would have been like, no, 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 no. You cannot wait until the day of my wedding to actually come around. But you know, I mean, she's here. She's. She wants you to be happy, and she wants she doesn't want to miss this moment because she realizes that love is the most important thing of it all. And fine, fine, but I probably would have been like giving her a side eye the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can't, you can only have you can only have one plate of food. You cannot have refreshments. You cannot have seconds, girl. <laughs> Bar is not open to you, Sue. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this scene also gets me as well. I mean. It was a pretty big, powerful episode watching Abuela and the last one tell Santana, I, I'm i not coming to your wedding. I, I'm not I don't agree with this and I'm not changing my mind. And Santana saying, you know, that whole thing we talked about a lot during that episode of just, all right, fine, then don't come. And I'm choosing Brittany and not you. I That's, you know, if you're making me choose, I'm going with like genuine, true, unconditional love rather than what you're offering me. And, you know, all along, she still, you know, made it very clear that she loves her her abuela and doesn't want this to be this way. But if her abuela is making it this way, then it's got to be what it's got to be. So to have her there and show up and, you know, she's she's not 100 percent there. You know, it's uh, she's still throwing in that line about I don't agree with this, essentially, but um, I love you and I want to be here for you. It's like, OK, we're getting closer, but whatever. I think they're all happy just uh, that they're there and, and whatnot. And, yes, yeah, Sue made it all happen. So. So yeah, Sue's doing uh, some good things over there. We're gonna head back inside the uh, the barn area to the main stage area. We see Clayne out there in their white suits, looking pretty good uh, for this wedding. And Sue's gonna come up to them, and she says, "I need you both to come with me." There's a bit of a situation. Uh, nice try, Sue. We're not gonna fall for the uh, elevator in a barn trick. Sue says, "No." No, no, porcelain. And uh, don't thank me for uh, forcing you back into the arms of tiny Salmoneo. Uh, listen, I swear to you on Will Schuster's future grave, this is a legitimate Britannia emergency. So the boys are going to follow her backstage again, and we see these two suits that are uh, seemingly perfectly fitted for them. And uh, they also have their heads on top of them, as if this is like some kind of mannequin. And Brittany is standing there right beside these two, uh, two suits. Brittany says, Kurt... Blaine, the whole time I was planning this high-end barn wedding, all I could think about was you guys. And not because you remind me of the pig and the gay rat from Charlotte's Web, but because I wouldn't be here if it weren't for you guys, okay? Uh, I looked up to you as a couple in high school. You showed me that there was a place for me in Santana uh, as well. I mean, you taught me how to be brave, and when you guys called off your wedding, it just broke my heart. And because it felt like my dream had died, uh, I want my dream back. Kurt's jaw is on the floor. Blaine has spent a little bit more time with Brittany. You know, they had a, an extra year together. I feel like he's not too surprised about all of this. So he's just like, uh, okay. Um, but they still don't really exactly, he's like, I, I don't ex exactly get what you're talking about here. Kurt's like, yeah, you do. Just just think about it. Sue's like, what Brittany is trying to say, Blaine, is that out of our love for your love, we conspired to deceive and manipulate and yes, imprison you two briefly just to reach this very moment. We have two tuxes. Do we have two grooms? And I want to pause down on there. So 
the Hurt Locker and the elevator was officially, like, it was not just Sue. That was Brittany as well. <gasps> oh, my God. I didn't realize. Wait. Wait, was it? Yeah. She said, out of our love for your love, we conspired to deceive and manipulate and, yes, <gasps> imprison you briefly to all reach all to, all to reach this moment. Oh, my God. Oh, so we conspired. Yeah. I don't know about Santana, but at least Brittany was apparently in on that whole plan. I feel like Santana would not be in on that. She would not give a fuck. She support like, she supports Britney, and we're going to see that in a second. But I just I, honestly, I'm realizing this only as I'm reading it back to you uh, that this is the case wow. that Britney must have been in on that as well. Which not surprising. That's so freaky. I totally missed that when watching it for the first time. Wild stuff wow. there. Uh, Britney is like, so you guys are making funny faces. Uh, what do you think? Kurt says. I think you're crazy. Uh, Blaine and I just got back together. And even if we hadn't, uh, you know, even if we were ready, I mean, Santana would never let us crash her wedding. Santana emerges and says, yeah, th- I-, I would think again. Turns out I'm a lot like the Godfather on a wedding day. And she sits down in her chair, just kicking it, uh, kicking her feet up. As crazy as this all sounds, I couldn't deny my bride her only wish. All you have to do is say yes. Brittany's like, say yes, say yes. Uh, well, Blaine's like, we don't even have rings. Sue says, I have that covered. So what do you say, fellas? Will you give America what at least 52% of it will legally tolerate? Kurt is uh, st- like stammering all over the place. Uh, uh, look, this is uh, this this is very romantic and, and sweet and, and a little weird. But I, I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's no possible way that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blaine. <laughs> right. Uh, Blaine's like, I, I don't know. I just. What Bert and Carol were talking about earlier in these last few months without you have been really, uh, I, I love you, Kurt. I mean, I really love you. I, I do. <laughs> and this is crazy. I get this is crazy. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. But, but, and Kurt's like, but what? So who knows what they're about to say, but we're going to head over to uh, back to the wedding area and Mercedes and Artie are going to kick off a performance of At Last... My love. Oh, sorry, I'm on just saying that. Um, <laughs> Artie and Will and Mike and Puck and Sam are all out there as the uh, on the best men side. Mercedes and Rachel and Tina, of course, on the bridesmaid side. Sue comes in and takes a seat. And as uh, Artie and Mercedes are singing this song, Brittany is going to come down the aisle with Kurt by her side. Santana is going to come down the aisle with Blaine by her side. And they are all dressed as they should be. Blaine and Kurt have put on the tuxes. Of course, they seemingly seemingly have agreed, Amon, to uh, to say yes to not the dress, but to the wedding. <laughs> I I love this scene. I think it's just, it's over the top. Obviously, I mean, really, you're gonna you know open up your wedding to have an entirely new couple come in and get wedding with you, but or get married, get wedding with you, get married <laughs> with you. But um, I just love how. Kurt is just like Blaine like we can't do this right right <laughs> and Blaine is sitting there like wow bitch I love you and we were gonna do this before so is it that far out of the realm of possibility I just I I I, I was I was I was a sucker for this scene I, they got me they got me they done got me girl <laughs> Rosie they get you I was the complete opposite. I like this is the like. The, oh. I'm so sorry. I like for me. This is what ruins the episode from being perfection for me because it was just they mm-hmm. literally just got back together and they tried living together in New York and it was a damn mess. 
and I just feel like <laughs> they, was. yeah, like we just, I, I, if I, if this episode had just been them getting back together and like tell it, like falling even more in love at, at the wedding, I would love this episode like it would or like proposing again oh it would be like not getting married 100 percent. but just the fact that they've gotten back together and then all of a sudden they're like you know throwing this wedding in there it makes me so irrationally angry the fact like it just and also like why would santana go for this it's her special day as well i feel Brittany. i could get but I don't know, yeah. like, oh, I don't know. It's especially since Kurt was the one that shit on the proposal in the first oh, place. Oh, exactly. <laughs> like, and why would he? Like, and also, like, Blaine and Kurt seem like they would really want something completely different to what's being presented to them with the barn and that kind of thing. Like, why would they want this? I don't know. There's just so many things that just I I have issue with. I like get them back together. Great. Do not get them married right now. Yeah. As somebody who's been vocally anti-clean for a while now, I'm pretty much with you on this. Um, I acknowledge that this episode is the fan service that we are calling it out for being. They needed to decide whether or not they were going to make these two couples endgame. And it was like, this is essentially the episode that is just going to lock that in because we still have a couple episodes to go. But it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're going to focus in around a specific other set of characters and circumstances, even more so about the new directions themselves. So in terms of like closing up these storylines to make them like, you know, pretty and wrapped up with a bow, that's what they were using this episode for, of course. And they just kind of really went all in on it with with Clayne here. Um I, I totally agree that I don't think these two should be uh, getting married right now. Britanna, I mean, I also don't know if I think that they needed to get married today. They just got engaged. They could have waited a little longer, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. I'm not, you know, that's totally cool. Uh, of course, I've never had a single issue with them believing in, in their love or anything like that. But Clayne, I, I very much have. And like we said, they just got back together. They just became each other's dates to the wedding, if you even call that like getting officially back together or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, they, like you said, Rosie, like they did not even work well in New York when they lived together. It's just how much possibly could have changed over time. I, I know how much they love each other and I get it. I, 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 I don't not believe it anymore. I just don't know about the practicality of it at this point because it's just, I don't know. I need, I need to see some more time together, which we don't have. I, and I get that. We don't have that time on the show to spend more time with them and see how they evolve now that they've I been through know, all of this. But- I just feel like, oh, it's so crazy because I'm like literally eating my words from the beginning of this episode talking about how this was crazy, the fact that these two were getting married. But you guys are, I'm listening to you guys talk and I'm simultaneously watching the scene again and I'm just sitting here like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm thinking about marriage myself. It got me. Like I, cause they acknowledge it a bunch of times. They're like, oh my God, this is crazy. No, we can't do this. We can't do this. Are we going to do this? We're we doing this. We're really doing this. Oh no, 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 this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. The fact that Sue has wedding rings prepared on her fucking finger. The fact that the tuxes are already there. The fact that they got uh, Kurt a shiny tux and they made. I know. I noticed that as well. I'm just like, oh, this is like, why? How could you say no? How could you say no? I just, oh god. I don't. I don't (laughs) disagree with you at all. Yeah, I don't either. I guess for I guess for me my issue is like it seems like and this isn't even a Glee issue it seems like a Ryan Murphy show issue it's that every single couple has to end in marriage and every single storyline yeah. has to end in marriage and like I I just don't as someone who's just never put that much emphasis on 
marriage being like obviously for some people it's a huge deal but for me it's never really been something like there are couples who have been together for decades and never ever gotten married and been happy as anything and then there's been people who've gotten married and been miserable like it doesn't marriage doesn't mean the be all and end all for a happy relationship so I just I kind of wish that they had just you know taken a different route with these couples and gone you know clean we can stay together without being married and still be just as in love as we were but I don't know. I just feel like there was different routes. But as I said, I don't think that's a specific Glee problem. I think that's just a Ryan Murphy show problem because mm-hmm. everyone in his yeah. show gets shows gets married. Yeah. You're both right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like when I watched the scene, Amon, I, I'm totally with you that it pulls all the emotion out of me. And Glee oh, does yeah, that a definitely. lot. Like, yeah, uh, I'm thinking back to like, you know, a completely different kind of example, but like the school shooting episode or, or shooting star, uh, not so school shooting of like, it got a lot of emotion out of me seeing a lot of the reactions and the way that the whole thing went down. But like the story itself, I couldn't get down with the details of it. And that's kind of how I'm feeling here that like the details of should Clayton have gotten married? Did this have to be a double wedding or could it have just been? I don't, I don't know. I get, you know, we've gone this far in the show having these two LGBT couples, uh, a a, a gay couple, a lesbian couple, and how much those couples meant to the fans at this point that we're kind of just ignoring, you know, the details of it. Should they, shouldn't they? It's just these couples mean so much to these people. And all that we're doing here is telling you that, that these couples are legit, that you believed in these couples for years for good reason, that, you know, you should feel confident and good in, in the fact that, you know, that you shipped them for all this time and it's it's paying off for you, you know? Like, I get that and I get that the yeah. fans probably walked away happy because of that. So, but, you know, we're here in a Glee podcast uh, dissecting the details of it all. So that's just, you know, <laughs> where the, uh, the my problems come into it. But at the overall picture, I can live with this. Yeah, I agree with all of that. So... That's that. Uh, Will and Sam specifically, we cut to them looking shocked as hell. Everyone else, too. Rachel looks like, what is happening here? But eventually she realizes what's going on and she gives Kurt a little bit of a smile. Uh, Coach Beast is here as well, giving a little bit of a smile and nod of approval. The parents are all here, do not know how to react. Uh, They didn't even ask, like, Bert and Carol for, like, you know, permission or whatever uh, to, to do this. They just did it. They walk down the aisle and they're doing it. Um, and then we cut over to Brittany's mom. My husband's in the bathroom and he missed the whole aisle thing. <laughs> oh my God. Every time that they cut to her talking about him, I died. It it's, so she's, she's so great. But we're going to get things started here. Bert says to Kurt, all right, don't you say a word. I am barely keeping it together. Dearly beloved. That's how you're supposed to start these things, right? Twice in my life, I've been lucky enough to meet the love of my life, and both of those times, I married that love. And I knew that uh, I was lucky to be able to do that, but I didn't know how lucky until I had to drive over the state line to come here to officiate the weddings of these two lovely couples. And I thank you guys, Santana, Britt, Blaine, Kurt, I want to thank you all for being so brave and so honest and for standing up here and showing us all that love and marriage is so much bigger than we thought it could be and so much simpler. Love and marriage is when two people say to one another, I love you because I love you. And I know that this is going to be one heck of a ride, but I don't want to do it unless I can do it with you. And now the vows, please. My husband's in the bathroom and he's missing all the vows. (laughs) I actually want to play the vows uh, for you guys because there's, it's, it's too cute and uh, you're not going to get as much out of it from us, you know, reiterating it to you. So I'm going to play it for you actually. My husband's in the bathroom and he's missing all the vows. <laughs> Blaine, 
I'm a man who's always lived in the shadows, and everyone who's come into my life has always tried to pull me out into the sun or push me back into the darkness. I've been bullied, outed, and misunderstood. I honestly thought that I would never find real love. The world seems so scary and confusing. It was just too fast. It made me feel dumb just because my brain worked differently. And then you came along, and even if someone had told me that it wasn't going to work out, and that at the end of all of our struggling and all of our work, it would just end in heartache. I would have said yes. A thousand times yes. I would have suffered it all just for the tiny chance to be standing up here marrying you. I'm a work in progress. 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 You don't ask me to come out of the shadows. You help me rip away anything that's blocking the sun. It's time for all of us to walk into the sunshine together. Forever. Is that something you want to do? I do. I do. I do. I do. And now, by the power vested in me by the internet and the state of Indiana, and under a God who, for sure, if he believes in love, then he fully endorses the loving marriages of these two wonderful couples i now pronounce you wife and wife and husband and husband you may kiss one another it's so gay (laughs) (laughs) and everybody cheers and applause the doves are released uh, in the background, and yeah, everybody is so happy and merry and gay and gay, 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 <laughs> merry and gay, <laughs> merry and but gay. Sh- uh, thoughts, I'm on. It still brought a tear, a tear to my eye. Like, no, no, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it's emotional. It's you know, it's they they do uh, the desired effect here of getting you a little choked up as these two couples profess their love to one another, drop some I do's. And yeah, it's just oh. it must be so scary to get married. Like I just like watching this scene, like sat up there. I'm just sitting here like, wow, like you're literally saying I want to be with you forever. That's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. That's like it's a commitment. Such a huge commitment. It's such a huge commitment. Great. But I mean, I, I love this scene. I, the fact that Bert is the one to do it. The fact that they were all there at Bert's wedding and now he's marrying them. It's just I don't know. It's just it's just a full circle moment. And I don't. Yes, I, I agree with what the both of you said earlier, I don't necessarily know if it's practical. I don't know if it's earned. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe if this season were longer and this were like episode 20 and not episode eight of a 13 season, then maybe it'd be a little bit more acceptable. But yeah, it, it, it I, I just love it that everybody's there except Quinn, of course, everybody's yeah. there. And it's just, it just feels like it should be this way. Like I, I can't imagine it any other way, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that it's practical. Yeah. <laughs> I was complaining before about it being like fan servicey and everything, but like then you hear those vows and it's just, it's such, it, it's so touching and so beautiful. And I don't know, you, I don't know, you just want them, you just want them to be okay and happy. And like, they just, it's just, I don't know, I love it. It's yeah. So and the sweet. love and support in the room from everybody else, like shows you that that is there for them. You know, they've been supported from, from all of these people from day one, except for maybe Abuela who is in the room uh, and Sue, who is also just, you know, 
put the obstacles in place, but then kind of everyone done a lot of work to get them back together. Yeah, everyone but two people. Um, and it felt like kind of like everything that Bert was saying in his, uh, in both of his uh, speeches or whatever was kind of like shading to Abuela, like an under a god who for sure believes in love. Uh, if Or if he does believe in love, then he fully endorses the loving marriage of these two wonderful couples. But yeah, so cute stuff. There. I wish we got to see like more like Abuela and Santana's mom content. You know what I mean? Because... Like, how did Santana's mom, like, you know, respond to Abuela pretty much disowning her daughter? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I feel like that we was... didn't really get... I mean, obviously, that's not, the, like, the point of the story, but, like, it was weird to see the two of them. I mean, obviously, that's her mom, but, like, it was kind of weird to see uh, Mrs. Lopez and Alma be so, like, you know, cordial with one another as mm. if nothing had happened. It was like, this lady just, like, disowned your daughter for three years. Like, yeah. this is not... This should, there should be some frigidity here. Yeah. But we saw none of that. Yeah, that's true. We get none of that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierce Pierce is going to clank his glass in the middle of the dance floor and uh, give his speech. He says, hi, I'm uh, Pierce Pierce, Brittany's father. And I was just told that I was expected to stand up here and give a toaster. But uh, I just called Target and they're closed. So instead, I'd like to say a few words. Brittany. I'm so happy that you and Santana found one another. You look absolutely stunning in that gown. And honestly, I can speak on behalf of my wife. You're the prettiest one here. And I don't just think you're the prettiest. I think you're the prettiest by a long shot. I mean, look at all the other girls here. There's really no contest. I mean, some of them are just downright homely. Um, No wonder where Brittany gets all this brutal honesty from, right? Like, man, um, her mom comes up to tell her dad, uh, you're blowing it. You need to sit down because nobody is uglier than you without your clothes on. So knock it off. Uh, I've just been informed that no one is ugly and to knock it off. In closing, I just want everyone to be really careful of the candles because with all of the dry wood and hay bales, this place could light up like a blowtorch and we'd all be dead in minutes. I ugly laughed when I heard that nobody's <laughs> uglier than you without your clothes on. Oh my God, I love that scene so much. Why is he like this? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh. I remember my first reaction to this being like, why are we giving so many guest stars so much time on this episode? But then I like rewatch it. I'm like, no, it's fine. It was literally like a minute. Oh, it I was, love it. It was worth it. I love it. Um, and just again. To- I mean, of course, Ken Jeong and Jennifer Coolidge are Britney's parents. Of course. Like, it makes just- perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> So that's that. Santana says, everybody at this time, we would normally be serving dinner. But before we do that, we have a gift for each and every one of you. So in case you're basic and you don't know, OTP stands for one true pairing. And I've been lucky enough to find mine with Brittany. Kurt and Blaine were lucky enough to find each other. So in the spirit of everybody here finding their OTP, please join us on the dance floor and let's get this party started. Everybody looks under their chairs and pulls out their multicolored OTP hats. Uh, and we're going to go into Artie singing a performance amon of Hey, hey, yeah. Hey, One, two, three, four. My baby don't mess around. Remember before quarantine when we could like actually like go to like clubs and hear that kind of oh my God, you know, I'm, music and shit? I Were they still playing so this music and shit back in March of 2020? <laughs> yeah, like they, when they were throwing the, when they were playing the throwbacks, they would always play this fucking song. Maybe at least here in Philly. <laughs> uh, it's just you know, I, I this is fun. This is lots of fun. Artie always gets all the fun party songs because that's just that's just his personality, I guess. He got Artie two Artie songs in this, which is great. Yeah, I know his gift for uh, planning. I, the I feel like I didn't like praise him and uh, Mercedes enough for at last, but 
they both sound amazing that it's like you know such a a classic love song and they just they both killed it but for hey y'all are the girls that are dancing those are cheerios right that's what we're assuming yeah i imagine so not really explained but (laughs) must be yeah i didn't know i feel like they're probably cheerios trouble tones i I mean britney has like a change of change of dress like she was in her wedding and now she's in a sort of like cowgirl country <laughs> type and Santana's ensemble. in a pantsuit Santana's wearing like the um yeah. pantsuit now so that's... they had their options so I want to they... do that I want to have two I want to have two outfits at my wedding that sounds really awesome actually yeah that does sound awesome actually I think I love this performance solely for the fact that we get one final Britney and Mike Chang dance in here you know nothing too extravagant oh, but yeah, the two of them too. back together on the dance floor I was like oh that that feels like closure to me I, I enjoy it um, the new kids are backing up Artie. Well, specifically, I think it's Jane and Madison that are up on the stage with some backup vocals for Artie on this number. Sugar is here. She's dancing. She's having a great time. Uh, yeah, it's a, a cute little number going on there. I was shocked that this had was not used previously. Like, it, like I know. It, in all the years that Glee was on, like this song was massive, and it just wasn't used. So I think it was really a really fun number for like this situation there. Yeah, I think it like only fits a number like this. Like when else would they have done yep. it? Just randomly in the choir room of like, hey, let's this is the song I got prepared and then they you know That's a good I don't point. Know. Yeah. Doesn't quite fit into many specific scenarios, but it fit in here, so it sounds good. Let's go backstage again and we see Mike and Tina and uh oh, we know what's coming here. Uh the two of them are making some small talk. Mike's like, uh, don't leave until you promise me one at least one dance. She's like, oh, of course. Mike, uh, yeah, actually have a second. I need to ask you something. He's like, yeah, of course. Uh, Mike, not a day goes by that I don't think about you. And uh, the thought of being... <laughs> he sits oh down God. for this, too. He's like, oh, this is about to be some shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, thought of, the thought of being away from you all these years uh, would, would make me forget the love we had together, but it only made me love you even more. I want to spend every day of my life with you. And well, I've already already forgotten half of the things I wanted to say. So uh, Michael Robert Chang Jr., will you marry me? And that boy does not know what to say, does not know what to do. Uh, oh, I know you're probably freaked out right now. I would be too. And obviously, I, you don't have to give me an answer right now. We don't have to get married anytime soon. We can both finish college and just, I, I love you so much. And Mike's like, Tina, I love you too, but I, I can't marry you. She's like, oh my God, I'm, that was so stupid. I'm so stupid. I mean, what kind of idiot does this? Uh, you, Tina, but you're not an idiot. Look. I think about you all the time, too, and every time I do, I smile, and it means the world to me that we reconnected this past year. I love how smart and funny and sexy you are. Yeah, I said sexy. Uh, I felt that way ever since we made out at summer camp. uh, Sorry, Asian camp. uh, When four of our best friends got married on the same day, it's only natural that we want what they have, but we have our whole lives ahead of us, and who knows where we're going to be in a year. There's a million guys out there who would be so... She's like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it. Uh, And he goes in for a kiss... The two of them share a brief kiss here, and he says, I would like to propose that we go in there and have our dance. And Tina says, well, I accept your proposal. He's like, oh, I didn't really propose. It was just like, you know, and she's like, oh, stop it. Uh, where'd you get that ring, by the way? He wants to know. But <laughs> that did not go as planned. But uh, mini gold star, not actually, but like uh, honorary gold star to Mike Chang for not accepting a wedding proposal that was not needed to happen. Thank uh, you, Mike <laughs> Chang, for being the voice of reason here. Thank you, Mike Chang. Jeez, oh. Louise. Tina, relax. <laughs> this was so I cringe. Mean, I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I really... No, it's fine. I, 
I, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Honestly, it made me so uncomfortable because you just knew, you, you knew that he was going to reject her. And, like, just watching her, like, try and pour her heart out and just, <laughs> oh, I felt so bad, but I just felt so uncomfortable for, like, the whole situation. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I kind of have mixed feelings about it because, obviously, no, I don't think that they should, you know, just because your friends are getting married, like, you shouldn't, the girl, like, she's catching the love bug right now and trying to, you know, uh, act it out. But I think that Mike made the right decision, of course, by saying no. But it almost kind of felt final to, it kind of, like, it felt like he was saying, like, no, I'll never marry you. Because he was like, you know, no, I can't marry you, Tina. And also, like, it's it's only natural that, you know, you seeing two other people, two of your friends, or four of your friends get married, you're going to want the same thing. But there are a million guys out there that would love you. And I'm like, wait, so it's like no forever? Like you like so you're saying you're never gonna marry it, just, it kind of felt just kind of weird to me. Like not only was he saying no today, but he was saying no for like indefinitely. And I was like, Really, Mike? Like, I thought you guys like loved each other. So like and you're sharing a kiss after this conversation. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, but I, I didn't fully take it that way. I kind of talk I took it like I, I I don't know. I don't I don't think I heard him saying like no forever. Because like it was bringing just up like... other guys to me is sort of like weird. I'm like, if you because if you if you love her and you could see it happening in the future, maybe like with some more time, then why not say that? But he went immediately to the I can't marry you. Plus, there are a bunch of guys out there that would love to marry you. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think it was no. I, I took that as him just trying to reassure her that like, oh, don't worry. Like, it's fine. You, you're amazing. I yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like in the event that this in the event that we don't get married. It's not like there are other guys for you. Yeah, yeah. That's he was like because he said I love you too. He did end with a kiss, so like you know he's he's still showing that he does have feelings towards her. He's just saying like right now, right here, this is not you know not a good plan for us. But you know I, I don't think he would close the door to like doing this again in the future. I don't know, but okay, maybe I'm just reading too much into it because the episode is like so fast and it's like one yeah. of the last ones. I guess the other point, like, like, we don't know the extent of them reconnecting, so we never really get much more information about that, except they've been texting a lot more. Like, that could mean anything. She could be reading into it. You know, we don't know enough about, like, what specifically their reconnecting means. So it's kind of hard to know what his intentions were were without us knowing, like, the extent of their rekindled relationship, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... It's uh, Mike and Tina, so this is the most we're gonna get. <laughs> she really proposed to him, y'all. Like she's. Oh. <laughs> he gets this. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's just awkward. At the very least, uh, let's let's get more women proposing to men. Why not? Let's. Uh, yeah, I'm let's all about it. that. So yeah, I'm all about that too. It worked out, <laughs> or it didn't work out, but at least Tina, uh, you know, has the confidence to do so, and of course, make another person's wedding day all about herself, and uh, it just. <laughs> Typical Tina. Uh, so they're going to head back out and uh, Artie does, he does have his eyes on them as they reemerge to the uh, the dance area. Uh, the Trouble Tones are here for a number with the Trouble Tones moms and uh, a couple other moms, but you know, whatever. Um, they whipped up a special little number and they have some spe- uh, very special guests, which of course are the Trouble Tones. Uh, so the moms are going to get going with this number of I'm so excited. Uh, who, who are the moms? It's uh, Carol is up there. Blaine's mom is up there. Brittany's mom is up there. And who's the fourth? Uh, Santana's mom. Santana's I think I said mom, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're up there on the stage and they sing this number, uh, Sugar on the Dance Floor. The crowd goes wild for her and for Britney. And you see Did she Blaine, have a like, costume change? Uh, who? Sugar? 
Yeah, because her dress on the was she was the one in yellow, yeah, right? Yeah, she does. Yeah, I love that for her. I think you're mm-hmm. right. Yeah, this I love this number. It's fun. I <laughs> adore this number. I love the fact that it's all four moms. I love the fact that it is. The Troubled Zones joining in. I love the fact that we get like that slow motion, uh, you know, little montage of all of them getting their special moment. I love the embarrassment that Blaine gets watching his mom. I love, you know, uh, Ken Jong like being like, oh, yes, that's my wife right there. I just, I love it all. <laughs> it's hitting all the pressure points for me. <laughs> Yeah, this this number was amazing. Everything about it, like every scene, there was something new and fun to be looking at. I just, it was perfection. And ugh, Trouble Tone's closure. That's all I oh. ever could have asked for in life, right? Like just one final dose of Trouble Tones before I, you know, Shelby, I guess, couldn't be here to lead them uh, into, <laughs> into the dance floor, but that's fine. Uh, just made my heart happy. Uh, you know, making up for the lack of some other things that are missing from the episode with characters, whatnot. But Trouble Tones being involved was was a great, great thing here. So that's yeah, they uh, they have a, a fun time with all of that. Afterwards, Kurt is going to ask uh, to steal everybody's attention for a moment on behalf of our inspirational brides. My husband and I. Whoa, that was weird to say. Uh, we would like to say thank you. Blaine says, yeah, thank you all so much to our family and to all of our friends for showing us by example that real love is worth waiting for and worth fighting for. Kurt says we would like to dedicate the next song to all the couples in the room, be it official or unofficial. Santana says, yep. All right. All the couples to the dance floor, please. And we're going to get a uh, Brittany, Santana, Clayn and oh, Clayn and Blaine, uh, Kurt and Blaine performance here of Our Day Will Come, Rosie. I liked this. I liked this a lot more in rewatch than I remember liking at the time, but I thought this was a really like cute song for the two couples to be singing. I don't know. I liked it a lot. I feel like I could be talked into it, but like the way that I've, I've always felt about it is I just always felt a little underwhelmed. Like, I don't know, just this feels like it could have been a big moment. I, and, and like I said, I really do think I could be talked into like appreciating this a lot more, but it's just, I don't know. With the know. song or just the scene in general? The song, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think this scene is what really sells it for me because the song itself is very, like, I would skip over this song most, like, n- like about 80% of the time. But just when you're watching yeah. it, it's just a really nice, like, f- like closure yeah. to the wedding, I think. I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Because what is what do Brittany and Santana get to sing here at their own wedding? Just this song. I mean, I'm I'm so excited as the Trouble Tones, right? Um, and I'm I'm looking to make sure I'm not forgetting a song here. But no, there's four songs in this episode, and you know, the, the, all of these kids sing. So you would imagine that they're going to sing their own songs at their own wedding at one point or another. Uh, this being the only song that they, I don't know. I just like this is. We're going to talk about, of course, that this is the last episode genuinely for Brittany and Santana. I just kind of wanted one final good, great Britannia performance, or even if Clayne had to be in there as well, like, that's fine. Just, I don't know. This is, isn't exactly what I would have hoped for from it, but... Yeah, yeah when you bring in the that. finality of, like, the fact that it's, you know, the last thing for Brittany and Santana, I can understand yeah. that. I don't have a problem with this song. I mean, I'm an Amy Winehouse fan, so it, it you're already scoring points with me by going with the song in general, but... I understand, but I mean, I think I feel like it's a nice little calm, calm, you know, closing number after all the high energy, and uh, you know, I, I I thought it was fine. I mean, <laughs> there's bits of levity in the song with like Puck and Blaine's mom dancing. Oh my god, that's right. Could, 
was so awkward. Where the fuck is Quinn? If Quinn were here, that wouldn't have happened. Like, and she was just really wasted as well. Like, it just it was so perfect. Wasted. Wasted. Amy Winehouse? Yeah. She sings this. It might not be her song originally, but she sings this. Like, she oh. has a cover of this song. Okay, the original artist on the Glee Wiki says Ruby and the Romantics. Yeah, she has a she has a famous cover of this song. Gotcha. Sorry. I was going to say, I thought that, because the Amy Winehouse, like, when I first saw this, um, like, when it was airing, that was the reason why I didn't love this so much, because I was like, ugh, the Amy version is so much better. And that's why, like, this time <laughs> round, I kind of, I don't have as much of a, I'm not as much of a douchebag as I was back then. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much more. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just, sorry to, like, bring it down a little bit there on my end, but, uh, yeah, just, <laughs> I, I could have... I would have hoped for a little bit better, like I said, for the last Britannia performance. But <laughs> if it is uh, an Amy Winehouse song, then uh, having Santana do that kind of does feel right for her. You know, that's uh, where she got started with Valerie. So to close out on a Amy Winehouse song, I guess that's something that I didn't know. So, OK, I'll take it. But yeah, so that's really the end of the wedding here. Uh, we see during this performance, you know, uh, Sue and Sheldon are off dancing together. Mike and Tina, Miss Lopez and Abuela are dancing together. That's nice. Uh, Bert and Carol are across the dance floor and they see Rachel and Sam who get the essentially like get like the, the smile, a nod of approval for the two of them to go out and dance. So Rachel doesn't have to feel guilty about everything with Finn. And it ends on, yeah, some beautiful notes from Brittany and Santana, everybody clapping and cheering. And it's uh, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. It's, it's a nice little closing. Yay, marriage! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Wedding is just about over. So we're going to head back to Ohio. A little bit of a, a day or two in between here, I assume. Tina is going to meet up with Artie in the choir room, and uh, he's prepared one of their uh, old Tuesday lunches to just bring back the memories, and he asks how she's doing. She's like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm sure you think I'm crazy for proposing to Mike, but it's a little hard to see all of these fun, exciting things happening to our friends and not get a little jealous. I mean, look at Kurt and Blaine and how spontaneous they were. Everything just worked out. You know, I wish for once that could be me. Artie says, no one loves being alone. I know I don't, but I also know that you can't just force yourself into a relationship to avoid that feeling. I mean, that's how you miss on finding the perfect person for you. If you hadn't dumped me, you never would have started dating Mike. She's like, um, excuse me, you broke up with me because I had a fake stutter. Uh, Artie's like, stop, that's not what happened at all. I never would have broken up with you. You're awesome. Uh, Tina says, I'm sure I'll be fine being alone forever. Tina, your problem is that you always worry too much. Uh, you're not going to spend your life alone. You know, how about this? Let's make a pact. If we're both not married by 30, we'll marry each other. And Tina says, oh my God, Artie, yes, yes, absolutely. He's like, we love each other. Our sexual chemistry is undeniable. And our kids are pretty much guaranteed to get into every preschool. She says, okay, I accept your invitation to be your backup fiance. How romantic. Uh, Artie says, I think everyone needs a little more tardy in their lives, which let me just pause here. If you're a show uh, fan of the Showman's podcast, if you've ever heard their podcast before with Kevin and Jenna, they take these two exact lines and that's like the intro to the podcast. So um, flagging that up in case anyone didn't watch along, I, I just couldn't believe that I was hearing it with my own ears. It's whatever. Uh, if you get it, you get it. Uh, Tina says, I think we're a little bit more our Tina. And he's like, look at us, putting the other person first. That's a sign of a healthy relationship. She's like, here's to having, always having somebody amazing to roll with. And uh, Artie says, as we know, no one rolls better than me. So 
basically the writers didn't want to choose which end game was correct for Tina versus uh, for Mike or Artie. So they just put both possibilities out there and left you wondering which one is going to be real. Do these people not realize that there's a whole like there's so many people in the world that didn't go to their high school that there could potentially be the love of their life? No, Rose, like, you can only marry people that you went to high school with. Come oh, on. That, that makes sense. It explains no. why I'm still single. My bad. Yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's just in this country. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys only have high it, school uh, better or different over there. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I, uh, yeah. I feel really, I felt really awkward watching this because I've had two marriage pacts and <laughs> watching this, I'm like, oh God, I forgot that, I forgot these existed. People did this back then. I don't know if it's still a thing, but yeah, very awkward. Uh, personally, no. <laughs> Mon, are you in any marriage pacts? <laughs> I am not in any marriage pacts, but this is a lot more realistic to me than like the proposal to Mike. Like, I feel like I've definitely had conversations with friends about, uh, yeah, like if we're not married by this age, then let's just marry each other. Like I've definitely had those conversations before, so I I found it quite endearing. Yeah, this this is really like that's what I mean. I've, I'm not in those pacts anymore because one of them is now married with a baby, and the other one I'm no longer friends with. So like I don't have them anymore. <laughs> but these were conversations that like have happened in the past. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think this is really cute, and I really I don't know. I I really liked Artie and Tina as a couple. So I was, I'm all about this pairing. Also, like we're, I mean, actually, Rosie, I don't know how old you are, but uh, we're, Amon and I, at least we're getting to that age of like, <laughs> these. if this marriage pack was still in existence, we would be a couple years away from uh, actually having to follow through with it. I would be nearly two years in. That's like. Right. There you go. <laughs> you want well, a marriage pack, uh, Matt? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is like. I, I can't even the... get a text or a call back from you. This is like the tenth or maybe the eleventh time that I have like asked Matt out in any capacity and been denied. I don't know when I'm going to learn my lesson. <laughs> Aww, is... Try texting back for every once in a while, and we'll <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You know what you should do? You should go to a wedding and have him as your date, and then just ask him to marry you. Still no. That yeah. Aww. Oh damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> um, I need you guys to pick a side. Mike and Artie. No, no oh, that's an option. Uh, Mike and Tina or Artie and Tina <laughs> or Mike and Artie. I'm personally oh, more team Cohen Chang Chang. Um, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, there was like some stuff going on between Artie and Tina, but like it didn't, it never coalesced to what Mike and Tina had. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like that, seemed a little bit more of a deeper connection and not just because they're Asian. Like I'm sure that helped, but like, I just felt like they were, we just had more time with them as a couple than we did with Artie and Tina as a couple. Yeah. I think I agree with, I think I agree with that. I like um, Mike and Tina as a couple. I think they did really have a lot of chemistry. Plus I think by like, by the sounds of Artie's adventures in New York, like he's out there meeting people who are not, who he didn't go to high school with. And also like, (laughs) I kind of like him and Kitty together. I thought they were a really cute but brief couple. I don't know. I think Artie's fine on his own. Tina can have Mike. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any anything better to say than exactly what you just said, or both of you just said there. Uh, definitely on board with Team Chang Chang. Uh, they, you know, they they do have so much chemistry. It's uh, it's there, and if they ever want to rekindle that, I would support it. But yeah, Artie Artie will be okay. He doesn't need to sit here and wait like that's just not a match they, they're two different people they're two not on the same page uh let's go over to the auditorium 
Britanna and Klain are hanging in there and they know that Sue's there. They're like, come on, Sue, you can come out whenever. Uh, Sue does come out onto the stage. Oh, well, well, well. If it isn't my gender gentle Ander Hummels and the <laughs> autistically feisty Low Pierces. Uh, Blaine says, Sue, we appreciate the very strange, strange length you went to push us both to the altar. But what are, you, what are we doing here? She says she has one last gift for both of them, her legacy couples, and she wanted to give it to them herself. Don't worry, it's not a song or a minority choir. Uh, she has envelopes for both couples, and she says, Now I realize that you all see me as a driven, richly com- complex, emotionally bipolar role model, but after all these years, I can't help but see you all as my very own kids. Inside each of your envelopes, you will find your very own Honeymoon Showcase Showdown. Kurt's like, well, we already booked a honeymoon. She's like, oh, well, I already canceled that honeymoon. Uh, Blaine is like, <laughs> Blaine is like a weekend trip to Provincetown staying in Andrew Sullivan's cabana house. Wow. Sue says, yeah, he's an old friend of mine. Or he used to be. We're not really speaking now. It's a long story. Brittany opens up their envelope and it is a month long all expenses paid trip to the Atlantis Resort on Paradise Island in the Bahamas. Oh, my gosh. No way. That's where Wonder Woman was born. Ah, yay. Uh, awesome. Uh, lassos of truth included they freak out they give sue a very big hug she says live long and prosper but i've got to come up with some new shipper fodder huh how about puck sadies how about that or uh Barry can't get enough of the lesbians sounds good to I, me sue let's do it i thought of it. you as soon as i heard that oh i thought yeah, of, i'm sure I you did me. i thought of i thought of <laughs> all of us that uh sit here and have to defend ourselves in the year 2020 to somebody who doesn't support and accept us um, <laughs> but that's fine. Can we just like take a second and acknowledge the fact that Sue clearly played favorites. She got Clayne the weekend and she got Britanna a month long, like honeymoon. I wonder if she likes more out of those two. It's cause she spent all that yeah, money on or... that damn hurt locker with those two. <laughs> True. Yeah, or uh, Britanna just aren't going to be in the next however many episodes. And we need to yet again, explain away their absence with another True. long vacation. It makes sense. Ugh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, so Clayne has uh, both. Both of them have their trips. Uh, Soon we will see uh, Faberi and their marriage, and we will go forward from there. As that's the next Hurt Locker being put together from Sue. Love to see (laughs) it. Love to hear it. Blaine is like, I can't believe we actually did this. Kurt's like, yeah, we survived that party. And Brittany says, and I can't believe we have the same anniversary now. Santana's like, yeah, I can't. I know. That's so cute. Yeah. Santana doesn't think so, but that's fine. Uh, Brittany says, yeah, you guys, we're in this together now. Okay. You guys can count on us. I think we should make a pact to celebrate our anniversaries together every year for the rest of our lives. Kurt's like, "Eh, maybe like every fifth year. And they're like, yeah, fifth. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, (laughs) Brittany still thinks they should do it every year. They're like, yeah, Skype. We can do it on Skype every year or something. Sure. Sounds good. So that's that. We are all married. (laughs) Gay, giddy, gay, gay, gay. (laughs) Oh, that was really cute. Yeah, it is really cute. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely am more of a fan of like maybe once every five years you know you guys do your little thing together but every year that's kind of pushing it <laughs> although i'm sure you might you might be a little cheaper that way because it's probably you know groupons and shit like that but who knows but yay <laughs> two couples just send a text every other year yeah uh, what an episode what an episode um we'll see if we have any more final thoughts as we go along here but let's move into the next portion of this podcast and uh let's start with some favorite songs here Aman, what are we uh what are we picking from we've got at last 
Artie and Mercedes. Hey, y'all. Artie and Jane and Madison. I didn't know it was strictly those three, but okay. I'm so excited. Uh, Blaine's mom, Santana's mom, Brittany's mom, and Kurt's adoptive mom, and the Trouble Tones. Uh, our day will come. Blaine, Brittany, Kurt, and Santana. All right, Rosie, kick us off here. Which of these four songs was your favorite of the episode? Oh, I'm really, I'm stuck between two. I really, really love Artie and Mercedes on At Last. I think that was just, that duet was beautiful. And I, I, that's been, I just love that song so, so much. It's been one of my favorites, like wedding, like momentous occasion songs for so many years. Um, But like, how do you go past the last Trouble Tone song of, like how do you go mm-hmm. past that so i don't know i think i've got to go with i'm so excited but it's so difficult between the two i think the trouble tones of it all is really just what pushes me over the edge mm-hmm. yeah i am also going to go with i'm so excited um I've mentioned a couple different times, I believe, that season six music is not really where it's at for me. Uh, So, you know, while some of these songs fit in well with the scenes that they were in, none of them stand out in terms of, like, replayability. Like, I don't pop most of these on in the car and jam out to them. But uh, as far as the episode goes and what we got with it all, I'm also going to say that I'm so excited was my favorite. But they were all, uh, you know, okay. I'm on. What's yours? Hmm. At last just really hits me in my gut. But I think I'm going to have to go with I'm so excited. I just like the fact that all four moms are up there just, like, giving us the business, embarrassing their children, but living their best lives. I just <laughs> love that. That's just kind of, like, how I, I like, my sister is getting married soon, and I just feel like that's the exact kind of energy that is going to be at that wedding. So I just, yeah, I, I love that. I'm so excited. All right. <laughs> We're all so excited, aren't we? Uh it's time for some slushy ratings, and Aman, you're going to lead us off here because you already spoiled what we are getting from you. But. <laughs> I already told y'all. I already told y'all. Like, I mean, I just love this episode so much. It just, it just, it, it, it gets me. It appeals to me. And I'm saying this as like a person that's been pretty anti-claim the entire time. But I, it, it, they got me. They got me. So zero slushies. I just love all of the uh, character moments here. I love, I just love everything about it. I mean, I I don't even know what else to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Rosie, you following Amon's lead or you uh, taking any points off in any specific areas? What do you got? Oh, see, I was, I feel like I've changed my mind about this episode a few times in the last, because I've rewatched it a couple of times in the last um, week or or last week. I've watched it once or twice. Um, But like, so originally because the whole claim factor, it was probably going to be a lot higher, but then there's so many moments in this that are beautiful. And it's just, you know, I don't know if I can give a Britannia focused episode a high rating just because of the clean of it all. Um, mm-hmm. This, you know, it's, it, it was a really beautiful episode. I think I will have to take maybe, I don't know if I'm between one slushy or half a slushy just because the clean factor being so shoehorned in, but I think, Oh, I'll go with half a slushy. All right. Yeah, it's a it's a tough decision, isn't it? I mean, Amon didn't have a very tough decision. He uh, <laughs> he came in here knowing what it was, but I've uh, I've been feeling the same way that you have. I'm just like I don't know. Is it? 
uh, for the pure iconic factor of it all, like the iconic nature of the episode being the Britanna wedding. Like you said, it is a Britanna focused episode. How could I not want to give it the zero slushies? Um, and I, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm torn between the zero or a half a slushy. There's a couple of things that, you know, like, do I really need to take points off because of the fact that Quinn wasn't there? No, that's ridiculous. Right. Uh, the fact that Clay got married. No, because I, I, t- I talked about, it. I understand why that all happened and whatnot. Um, so it's just for me. I'm like, yeah, it is. It is the Britanna episode of all Britanna episodes. Uh, it didn't have too much of certain characters that I was hoping to not get too much of, you know, uh, very little Rachel, very little Will, very little like, you know, there's a, a decent amount of Sue, but it, it works into the episode in a very specific way that it, it should be. So uh, the songs, see, that's the thing of the songs. I wish, you know, there was like mm. a little bit of an extra boost there that would make me feel good about the songs. But I think none of that is enough for me to not just throw zero slushies on it i would i would feel awful about throwing even a single bit of slushy onto britney and santana's wedding right so oh, now i feel bad for my writing i know i kind of think i want to reconsider and make it zero <laughs> you can if you want to i i yeah, I, uh... I, I think you've talked me into it because for me like the only thing that's detracting it is the claim of it all but yeah it does make sense in the context of it and just the quinn missing i i'm still bitter about that but we got sugar and we got you know, sugar. Will didn't get a single damn line, so we've really got to commend them for that. Um, yeah, I'll go with zero. It's I'll go with All zero. Right. Yeah, we got Bert and Carol. We got you know, it's it just it was allowed to be their episode. And uh, I'm breaking like I'm getting like the sadness. I even texted him on about this yesterday, and no surprise, he didn't text me back. But <laughs> I was devastated that this is the Britannia finale of of glee like they are not in the rest of the show they come back for the final episode for uh the same thing that everybody else comes back for but no lines or anything this is our last glee episode ever to recap here on our first time through of britney and santana and that crushes me crushes me inside but yeah i i think i'll be happy to walk away giving their wedding zero slushies i don't know what else any anybody else have thoughts on this before we get away from the slushies uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize is, that. I didn't realize it either. Even after you sent that text, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. it's kind of yeah, it's kind of strange when you really think about it. But I mean, they're they're wrapping shit up. So this is, this is the end, guys. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. It's fine. We'll we'll swing back around. We've got so much more to talk about when it comes to those two. But yeah, at least for now, this is the last time we are going to be seeing them. Uh, which let's use that to transition into the gold stars because I'm starting to imagine that some of those names might pop up here in this section. Uh, and you know what? I'm I'm going to put myself first here because this is uh, probably just as obvious to anybody who's watching that knows me or knows anything that's bound to happen here. Uh, double gold star in this episode, Brittany and Santana. No question about it. No questions asked. That's mine. Rosie, what are you thinking? I'm between two people. I'm between Santana because she was able to like keep her shit together and while Brittany was having a meltdown and she just really calmed her down in a really beautiful way. And when Sue came, like she didn't lose her cool when Sue walked in with her abuela. So I think that for that, I would be leaning towards Santana. But then at the same time, Sue was kind of, she kind of made it happen, like getting her abuela there and then making the double wedding happen. So I'm kind of torn between those two, but I think the fact that she just helped Brittany so much. And also I, 
I didn't get to give Santana a gold star last time, and she does get my stand card. So if I'm gonna go, I gotta go with Santana. Hard to blame you on that one. Uh, it's I'm still sad about what I was talking about. It's fine. I'm on last uh, last chance for a gold I'm star. I'm giving it of these two. Is it going to them or are you going elsewhere? Strictly to Britanna. Yeah. <sighs> Do I want to just give it to one? <laughs> I'm giving it to Brittany because she's the one that made this wedding all possible. You know what I mean? She made everything. But on top of that, she was the one that brought Clayne into the wedding as well. So if it weren't for her, we wouldn't have had this big ass, double gay ass wedding. And yeah, so Brittany. All right. Uh, I don't know how to move on from here. I kind of don't want to. I kind of want to just stay in here forever in this uh, in this episode. But we probably shouldn't. Uh, at least it's uh, getting pretty late where Rosie is, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know something to consider. But it's fine. Uh, what else? What else, Rosie? Any final thoughts here before we get out of here? Britannia wedding season six. Anything you got on your mind? Um, I'm just really happy that they gave. Like, so I, for, I, for me, I think Britannia were the couple throughout the show that were the most like they had such good chemistry. Their relationship, they really. I believed them as a couple. Like they just really worked well together. They brought up the best in each other. They grew together. They they didn't have any petty fights. They were they didn't have all that will they won't they like you just throughout the entire series you knew that Brittany and Santana were meant to be together. So I'm so happy that we got to have this beautiful send off to them. Like they we got to celebrate this couple that we fell in love with. And I don't know, for me, that was just really special that they did this. So yeah, that's, Mm -hmm. I'm really happy this episode exists for that reason. Yeah. And to bring it to kind of like a little sad place for a second, I saw a lot of people online tweeting a couple of months ago after, uh, sadly we lost Naya that, you know, they were like, if it makes anybody feel better in this like kind of corny way, Brittany and Santana are still off living life together, married and happy as hell and, you know, spending every waking moment together and, uh, you know, taking trips to Lesbos Island every year. So uh, if if nothing else, if, you know, if there's something to hold on to, if you're still, you know, like many people uh, devastated about what happened earlier back in July, um, Brittany and Santana living life together, loving life together and uh, love to love to just know that that's the case. So just thought I'd throw that in there as well. Oh, but that's really... It's heartbreaking. It was like, I don't, I, I think I saw it from a couple different people, so I can't even like credit one specific person. Um, but it was just a comforting thought and idea mm-hmm. that, you know, Clayne, Clayne is not, that's not the case. <laughs> Long broken up. Well by now. and truly broken up. <laughs> They've been through uh, the divorce ringer probably three times by now. I'm sure they keep trying it and it's, uh, they, that's not the case, but Britanna thriving and love to, love to know that. Amon, final thoughts? Just... I love it. I love the episode. (laughs) And yeah, this probably might not have been like the exact finale that we were hoping for in terms of these characters, specifically Brittany and Santana, but uh, I won't complain too much because I just, I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. And yay, Alma came to the wedding. Yay, Abuela stopped being mean and horrible and all that stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yes, indeed. Rosie, where can everybody find you? Out on social media chat about this episode just to follow you and uh, any general tweeting that you have going on where can everybody find you yes yeah, so i'm on all socials as rosie soho which is r-o-s-e-y-s-o-h-o and yeah feel free to tweet me something i've been watching a lot of random crap through lockdown so yeah i'm all about it <laughs> Sounds good. And we, uh, we're going to talk to you again sometime soon. Uh, we've got a couple other projects lined up that I believe we've uh, 
you know, uh, mentioned here or there. So we'll uh, talk to you again before we know it. Um, thank you again for coming on and joining us for this episode. Thank and you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Of course, of course. Um, and Amon, where can they find us and tweet at us and yell at me and yell at you and whatever? <laughs> you can find us at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. Make sure that you follow us individually as well. I'm at Amon Admin. Matt is at Matt Ligori. Leave us star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcast. We will read them aloud on the show. And I think that's it, right? Yeah, a couple more episodes to go. We've got five left. So we're really hitting the home stretch. We will uh, be done before you know it, but still got more to come. So thank you guys for listening to this one, and we'll see you next time. We'll glee you later. Yeah.